Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305-077. Also, you can email us info at faithfm.com.au. Our web- website If you like to check us out, it's faithfm.com.au. And by the way, you can um, go back uh, on demand on our programs there if you miss some of the programs before and you can listen back. Um, our co-host today is like usual Monday, now Joseph Maticic. And Joseph is the General Secretary here in South Australia for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, it's good to have you with us again, Joseph. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Great to be here. Always enjoying to talk to you, Joseph. And today we have a topic which I think we wouldn't um, be short of words, probably, <laughs> because we are dealing with this sort of thing on daily basis. Um, the theme for this week, Joseph, is uh, the Bible and money in a materialistic world. With our big question for today, does the Bible have anything to say about materialism? Now, before I will, I'm going to ask you this uh, question uh, again, Joseph, uh, we are going to deal for the whole week with the questions like, uh, uh, doesn't Christianity promise prosperity? Does the Bible reveal any financial principles? Does the Bible have anything to say about Gambling, that's a big one also. And what does the Bible say about giving and being generous? Coming back, Joseph, to our question for today. Does the Bible have anything to say about materialism? And I would like to just uh, say this thing. You know, you hear these words again and again, money, money, money. We can't live without money, you know, we can we? <laughs> Yeah, Nick, this is a really interesting topic, actually, and uh, really looking forward to to our program today. Um, you're right, um, money. Yeah, we we all know about money. We all we all have money. Mm. Uh, some have more, some have less, and um, it, it actually doesn't really matter how much we have. It's it's what we're going to see really is 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 our attitude towards it. But uh, just um, just as we look at this whole idea, Nick, of, of materialism, and as we sort of um, uh, just uh, gonna get into it for today. You know, Australians love spending, Nick. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I, um, I came across some research that's done by uh, an organisation called McCrindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, um, they, they do some uh, very, very. They are a very credible uh, research uh, organisation, um, and um, they have uh, found uh, some interesting things about Australians and. Um, their, as far as their, their spending habits are, uh, here's some uh, some of the um, information that they have found. Eighty uh, percent they have found that eighty percent of Australians admit that they consume more than they need. Wow, eighty percent. Wow. 
Um, that's a big uh, figure there. It is. Yeah, it's, 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 that's most of us. Mm. Uh, 71% agreed that they own more than they need. <laughs> wow. And you there know, are so many people with less than uh, that's you right. know, they can need. Yes. That's exactly right. Uh, 82%. Uh, Nick, 82% uh, in this McCrindle research, in this survey, said that, uh, that they feel good when they buy something new. <laughs> and so uh, what you've got here is this, um, this effect, this, um, this, this, this adrenaline, this, this, um, this buzz that, that you get from when you, when you get something new, when you buy something new. I was going to say something controversial here, <laughs> but I'm not sure if uh, I may just say now and I will uh, take the effects after. Uh, I wonder how many in that percentage are, are men or ladies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, th- there is this idea of what's known as retail therapy, mm-hmm. um, which, which, uh, which simply means, Nick, that, um, uh, people, uh, yeah, find it therapeutic <laughs> in some ways. Uh, they feel good when, when they go shopping, yes. for example. And um, it probably is what you, I think what you're getting at is, it's pos- well, we generally think that's the females, but, you know, I, I guess yeah. both males and females that's what I was in, thinking, different ways, you know, in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I find myself, Joseph, just talking about this, that uh, these days I, I like to go uh, shopping as less as possible, you know, keeping in the pockets, I <laughs> think more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this McCrindle research, Nick, uh, it, it's interesting. It found this incredible amount of people, um, you know, admitting that they, that they have more than they need, uh, that, that, you know, that they feel good when they buy something new. However, uh, they went on to say in this research, uh, when asked, more than half, more than half said that they want to change their consumption habits. Mm. That's mm. interesting. Uh, which suggests that Australians uh, are aware that their consumer lifestyle is not good for them. All right. Uh, now, the challenge, as, as this research goes on to point out, the challenge is translating this belief into behaviour uh, because McCrindle found that only 30, 31% of us uh, um, said that, that we're extremely or very likely to change our consumption habits in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what we have here, we have more than half uh, in this research, more than half um, acknowledging that that the consumption habits are not good, but but uh, only thirty one percent saying that they are likely to actually do something about it. Yes. So yeah. you, you find that we we we're caught in this uh, materialistic trap. Uh, we're recognising that it's not good for us, mm-hmm. but uh, a, a fewer of us, uh, a few of us, are actually. Um, Acknowledging uh, that we will do something about it. So all this shows that we are a materialistic culture. Nick. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we dealt with um, some other topics, you know, not long ago about lifestyle and uh, uh, behavior. Uh, how important is the way you behave? Yes. And uh, it's not easy to change patterns, you know. And I'm not sure if it's uh, still true, but um, a few years ago I, I read about that Australia became the number one in the world as throwaway society. Well, that's that's very very possible. Um, it, it, it could be the case we have um, uh, so many things that are you know ready made meals, yes. uh, prepackaged goods, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, disposable things that yeah. it's it's and uh, in between these three, a, yeah, uh, sorry, 
and I was going to also add that, yeah, uh, so much uh, of our, our goods, Nick, uh, are, are made to only last for a short period of time. Yeah, correct. I mean, once upon a time when you bought something, you had it for a really long time. And if it broke down, you didn't throw it away. You would try to repair it. That's correct, uh, But now it's just simply not even worth it. Uh, yeah. The repairs of it cost far more than buying a new yeah. product. And, and, uh, and the manufacturers learn that thing. That's you know? right. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I mentioned that thing. I believe was in among these three countries, like Japan, uh, United States, and Australia. You know, sharing the 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 three first places. But I heard about yeah, Australia. Uh, it it is getting it, on the top. You know, and that's sad when you thinking you look at these statistics here, and you look at that. Uh, most people don't need. Uh, as much as they, uh, they actually don't need, that's right consume it, and it and it's because you see Nick what, what happens is um, uh, new products are always being developed that uh, are you know, that perhaps are a little bit more improved or had some have some extra new, newer features yeah and so that that creates this allurement where people say oh well I need to get it because it's it's better to update to update yes I mean uh, whether it's a phone or whether it's a computer or a television. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong in most cases there's nothing actually wrong with the current ones we have they still work yes but guess what there's a newer one on the market yes uh, it's newer and so i want to get it we, we we have this desire that we want to get it well we get the new one what happens with the one we've had well there's nothing really wrong with it 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 just becomes like you say, like a throwaway. And, yeah, uh, uh, yeah e-waste, we have this idea of e-waste, mm-hmm, referring mm-hmm. to electronic waste, where uh, older uh, electronic equipment, uh, t- televisions, machines um, get, get, get taken And to. so many good things, as you just said, Joseph, because it's uh, too expensive maybe even to ship it to another part of the world. Yes. They just get melted, started again. That's right. You know? That's right. That's true. That's true, Joseph. Hey, I believe this today we, we are going to look into this a little bit more in, in detail. Yeah. Joseph, what is materialis- materialism? Yeah. So materialism, uh, the, the idea, the, the term materialism itself, Nick, uh, means it's, it is uh, being excessively concerned with the physical comforts or the acquisition of wealth and material possessions rather than with in- spiritual, intellectual or cultural mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to put it a, a more, uh, more simply, Nick, materialism is the belief that having money and possessions is the most important thing in life. All right. Okay. And uh, isn't that a problem, Joseph? Well, Nick, it is. Yeah. Uh, to think that money and possessions is the most important thing it is, uh, and, and we and we know that really. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the 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 crazy thing about this. Um, th- there was a, um, a a report done by the Annual Review of Psychology, uh, and it's uh, it's stated that substantial evidence showed that people who place a relatively high priority on materialistic values Mm -hmm. uh, consume more products and incur more debt. They have lower quality interpersonal relationships. They will act in more ecologically destructive ways. Yes. Ways. uh, Have adverse work and educational motivation, and they will report lower personal and physical well-being. But we still do it. We're still caught up in materialism, uh, this pursuit of of things and and, and money. We we still do it. Uh, Australians, uh, you know, are actually infected by what we could call affluenza. Right. 
interesting term, mm-hmm. affluenza. Uh, there's actually a book by that title, Nick. Right, uh, okay. A- affluenza, and the subtitle of the book is When Too Much is Never Enough. <laughs> oh. Uh, ri- is written by a gentleman by the name of Clive Hamilton uh, with Richard Dennis. In that book, uh, Affluenza, uh, Clive Hamilton and Richard Dennis, uh, essentially they talk about how the Western world is in the grip of a consumerism that is unique in human history. Uh, They talk about how we overwork, we spend huge amounts on things we never use, then we chuck them out. Mm Uh, in this book, uh, they they talk they they, they go into uh, uh, they sort of go into our our wardrobes, kitchens, and backyards, and show us what choice really means. Uh, affluenza is this uh, this uh, yeah, it's actually kind of like a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, our houses are bigger than ever. But our families are smaller. Uh, that's an interesting, uh, interesting thing, Joseph, because it's so right. And um, I come across people every day, almost, when they say, "Oh, my house is too big. I need to downgrade." But you know, still thinking, you know what? But Johnsons, yeah, they have still a bigger house. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to keep up with them. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And uh, and this is very, very true. What you're saying here, Joseph. And uh, how can we? Um, Watch out, you know, not mm. to be trapped in this sort of behavior. Again, behavior, you see, and and that uh, the more you do it, it um, consolidates some pathways there. That's right, and That's it's hard to come out. It is, it is, mm. um, and so yeah, Clive Hamilton uh, and Richard Dennis in their book Affluenza, they go on and, and say how uh, yeah, so they say that our houses are bigger than ever, mm-hmm. but our families are smaller. Our kids go to the best schools we can afford. But we hardly see them. We've got more money to spend, yet we're further in debt than ever before. And so they ask, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And that's where this whole idea of affluenza comes from, they say. Uh, uh, they go on in affluence in this book to s- talk about how the Western world is in the grip of a consumption binge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's quite unique in, in our history. Uh, what they're referring to there is this, uh, that we aspire to the lifestyles of the rich and famous – at the cost of family, friends, and personal fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. And and the effect of this affluenza is that rates of stress, depression, yeah. and obesity are up as we wrestle with the emptiness and endless disappointments of the consumer life. Absolutely. And you know what said, Joseph, while well, you, you said that, that we measure uh, life and the needs or everything else with what we see, you know, on television or whatever else, you know, from people which we don't know anything about <laughs> themselves and their background and um, even their struggles and how they cope with the, with that. You know, you're looking to the uh, affluent people because that's, I believe, the this term comes from, you know, uh, famous people and the tendency of human beings are to to reach that level. Yes. You yes. know, how wrong it is because I I heard this from my parents. Now I grew up in a in a communist country, you know, uh, uh, not a rich country. No. And when I arrived in a Western world, you know, oh, it was a shock for me to see how people behave here. And but you know, with little we had, 
we were happy. Mm. And uh, I can see now, if I look back, that you can easily be trapped in the way you you, you live right. here. But I miss a lot of those things in the olden days to say so, you know, yeah. when family or they were together. They uh, they enjoy time together. They, as you just said here, uh, you send your children to the best schools. Hardly you can see them the, for, for the whole week. Yes. And uh, when the weekend comes, you are tired, and you know, you know, just very yep. difficult uh, yep. time. You're right. Because our Western lifestyle, Nick, is such that we have uh, we 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 have mortgages that we have to pay off because we've got these. Um, homes, um, and so we, uh, we have to work and, uh, we're busy and, and it becomes a whole, whole lifestyle. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, Nick, you, you talked about coming from, um, your communist country a number mm-hmm. of years ago, a, a much poorer country. Uh, the, the interesting thing is now is that materialism, Nick, materialism has actually, uh, in, has infected people now, um, all over really, mm-hmm. um, and, and it, it doesn't matter whether you have a lot or you don't have a lot. Yes. Um, now you you came from a poor country, what a number of years back? We're going back probably. Yeah, almost twenty years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, um, for example, um, when um, when I worked uh, in Albania a few years back, it's mm-hmm. a quite a poor country. Um, what I found is that there that was interesting. A lot of people didn't have much, but even there they were caught in materialism. Yes, you're right. Uh, they, they would look to the West. They would look to, uh, to because you're surrounded, you know, by all right. the influence of the, of the West. Yeah, right. Yep. Through yeah, through the internet, through through television, they just saw the messages and and saw saw these things, and uh, and and it actually influenced them yeah. very much. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, Joseph, um, just before we uh, moving on, um, I would like to actually talk a, l- a little uh, about a little book here. We have um, for this week, we offer, this is a free offer, and mm. it's an amazing book to uh, to offer. Are you able to just to uh, talk a little bit through about this book? The book is The Giving Equation, The Giving Equation by Ken Long. Uh, and uh, now Ken is a highly experienced business consultant uh, based in in Sydney, uh, with a, a doctorate of, of business. Um, he has uh, uh, written in in this book um, uh, about you know it's logical that if you give a certain amount of money, I have less money t- left to live on. Right? Mm-hmm. He says that's simple mathematics, but it's also an equation that makes many people reluctant to give. And so he goes on here in this book essentially and talks about the fact that, uh, yeah, we, we actually understand from, from the Bible that there is uh, a, a different way to looking at, at giving. And, and here we're talking about giving in mm-hmm. a sense of you know, materialism because um, our society, Nick, is all about um, uh, us and what we can get. But we're going, we, we discover is actually um, through through the Bible. There is this idea of it's not just about us, it, uh, but it's actually about giving. And so Ken Long here uh, he talks about um, uh, understanding some some principles, um, working out our relationship with with God and money. It's a great mm. book and highly recommended, Nick. Absolutely. And uh, if you like to have this book in your hands, 
free of charge, no obligation. You know, just need to ring our uh, numbers, uh, visit our website. Um, also, if you live here in uh, Adelaide, uh, we would be more than happy to deliver this book to your door. If you like to right now, send a SMS to zero four zero one three zero five zero seven seven. That number again is zero four zero one three zero five zero seven seven, and. Visit our website, uh, faithfm.com.au or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. All right, Joseph. Also, I would like to play a song now, and that's called Little is Much by Faith First. And we'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. is calling to the harvest calling you does the place you're called to labor seem so small or little known well it is great if God is in it and
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. The question we are dealing with is, does the Bible have anything to say about uh, materialism? Joseph, uh, we really uh, yeah, looked into and understand that this is quite uh, addictive. Mm. And uh, with the statistics you, you mentioned about uh, how Australians uh, behave, uh, I just wonder, uh, Joseph, uh, Why do we still do this? Why is materialism so addictive and uh, attractive? Well, yeah, the reason it, uh, I believe it is, Nick, is because the message that we, that we have been taught as a society is a message, is a consumer message which, which says to us, uh, that time equals money, mm-hmm. money equals things and things equal or equate to happiness. So that's what we think. That's what we think. So mm-hmm. we, we've got this kind of this formula, Nick, um, essentially that uh, time is uh, equals money. Mm-hmm. Most people know that. Time equals money. Money gets us things and things bring us happiness. And this, 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 that, that's consumerism. That's, mm-hmm. that's, and that's part of materialism. Uh, it's what really pervades our 21st century We see it everywhere, Nick. You see it on television ads. Yep. Um, uh, you see it in, in shops. It's the idea that more is better. Yes. Marketing and advertising is full of it. That They don't market the product. They're actually trying to sell you an experience. Exactly right. So, for example, when you see a an, an ad for a, a brand new car, they're not selling and promoting the car so much they're promoting an experience and you see this with, with the advertisers the the advertisement the commercial is is describing that if you're in this car how you're going to feel mm-hmm. um uh, what it's going to be like for you or for your, you know different kinds of uh, ads for different kinds of cars but it's it's actually promoting an experience um and so They're saying that if you get this you will feel in a particular way that is you will feel good You will feel good. And so if you buy this thing, um, notice this, um, if, if you buy this thing, you will feel this way. Now, in order to buy it, you need money. And so what do you do? You spend your time yeah. to get the money and you use that money to buy the thing because you believe that that thing is going to bring you happiness. Yes. But That's it, why we do it. It's, 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 it becomes like a, an illumina, a track. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, but they don't tell you that that experience doesn't last too ah. long. That's right. And, and interesting on, on that and Joseph, because uh, uh, after you had that feeling, you know, you get into, let's say, a new car or even a new house or whatever, clothes. Yes. Uh, after you have that feeling for a short time, usually short time, you already see another better car. That's exactly And right. you are longing for uh, for the, that experience again. And this is amazing how… Uh, uh, becomes a trap. Actually, become a trap. And can it becomes we, a cycle. Yeah, our yeah. mind can be, you know, played with. Yes, yes. Uh, ab- absolutely. And looking at this, uh, Joseph, this is, um, you know, from a Christian point of view, you know, mm. we, we, we're approaching this also. Does the Bible have anything to say about materialism? Yeah, yes. Nick, it's, it certainly does. And uh, I want to uh, first uh, start off with by uh, sharing uh, or reading from what one of the richest men who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. One of the richest men who ever lived, King Solomon. Uh who has written uh, a number of books in the Bible, Nick. And I'm going to take us straight to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 
King Solomon wrote this, we, we understand, near the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Solomon, uh, obviously the king, uh, probably one of the, the best-known kings, of um, ancient kings of Israel, um, very wealthy, very wise man as well. Yeah. And uh, he, wrote, uh, he wrote, writes these words. L- listen to what he says here in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 10. He says, Whoever loves money never has enough. Wow. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless, he says. Uh, in fact, he goes on, as goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? So, um, yeah, interesting words. He says, whoever loves money never has enough. Uh, whoever loves wealth is never satisfied. So it indicates to us that um, possessions, materialism, mm-hmm. doesn't satisfy. It's, it, it, it has this thing in it that it's going to always, we're always wanting more. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the book that we quoted there, Affluenza, uh, essentially you know, echoes what, what Scripture is basically telling us there, um, that... Um, we uh, yeah, people are having things that they uh, d- don't need, um, and um, and they want to keep getting more and more. Uh, King Solomon also then uh, shared something else. If we go over to the Book of Proverbs, wise sayings, Book of Proverbs, uh, chapter twenty three, and verses four and five, uh, Solomon writes here and says, "Do not wear yourself out to get rich." Do not trust your own cleverness. Mm-hmm. Cast but a glance at riches, and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Yeah. And I believe he spoke from experience, yeah. Joseph, you yeah. know, because as yeah. you just mentioned, the richest man in the world, the wisest man in the world, you know, and still saying these words. Uh, he could have said anything. He could write um very influential, you know, uh, literature and books, you know, to say, well, this is how you can uh, be satisfied. Yes, yes. But instead, through, I believe, through the, uh, through God's uh, spirit, you yeah, know, the ins- Holy Spirit. Inspiration. Inspiration. Yes. That's yes. Thanks for that. Uh, he reveals to us today how important it is to watch out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. He says, uh, yeah, the riches, they, they, uh, uh, he said, glance at them and they're gone. They, they, they surely sprout wings and fly up to the sky like an eagle. It's, mm. it's yeah, it, it's like trying to grasp something that we we, we cannot have. Uh, and then we come to uh, uh, Matthew chapter six, and here we now come to the teachings of Jesus. Uh, Matthew chapter six, and um, want to read here from uh, from from verse uh, from verse nineteen. Jesus said this: "Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth." where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart Mm. will be also. Jesus gives us a significant warning, a statement here, really. He, he, He essentially is identifying that there are uh, that there are two ways that we can approach this mm-hmm. whole issue. Uh, one way is the materialistic 
consumer approach of our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we've talked a lot about that. Jesus here says that that essentially is storing up treasures on earth. Yes. What happens to that? He says it it doesn't last. Mm. It doesn't last. Mm. Uh, it, it gets destroyed. It gets stolen. Uh, th- th- they simply don't last. Then there's another way we can look at this, and uh, and this is the way that Jesus appeals to us, and that is to look for the eternal treasure. Yes. He appeals to us and, and urges us to, to store our treasure in, in, heaven, in heaven. In heaven. And you see, he's talking here to his closer friends. Yeah. This passage which you just uh, mentioned is part of that, uh, you know, the chapter 5, 6, and 7 of the that great sermon on the the mount, you know, mm. when he was surrounded by his close, the disciples, you know, his close friends. And he is teaching here. How important is not to be taken, you know, by the glance of the world, you know, yes. but to really uh, focus on the kingdom of heaven. And yeah, that's so true what you just uh, saying that, that the other thing to look at, it's for the eternal uh, things yeah. and treasures. We, we all have treasure. Mm. That, that, that's, a, that, that's an important point to, to make here. We all have treasure. Uh, some more. Some less. Mm-hmm. The issue is where we store it. So can, we all have can treasure. Can you elaborate on that? Because yeah. that's a very interesting point uh, you're making yep. there. Uh, because some people say, yeah, yeah, you can talk uh, or somebody. I mean, we're not referring to each other here in the studio, but uh, talking about uh, pointing figure to others, yeah, yeah, you can speak because <laughs> you have plenty. That's right. You know, but I don't. Uh, yeah, easy for you to say that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right, Nick. And, and so, um, what, what we're looking at here is is the idea that um, uh, it's not a matter of whether we have a lot or we, or we have a little. Mm-hmm. It's it's a matter of where we put our priorities, where we put what 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 what's our goals, what what, what is our focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if our focus is on 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 getting in the here and now, the things, even if we have a little, yeah, uh, Jesus is saying that that's that doesn't last. That's that's temporal. That's it. it, it it'll, it'll it'll go. But if our focus is on uh, seeking uh, God, uh, following Him, uh, committing our lives to Him, mm-hmm. um, then we are seeking an eternal treasure. That means something that's going to last, uh, last forever. Uh, that's eternal life through through Jesus. Mm. Uh, that's that's a matter of um, loving Him, serving Him, and as we will see also a little bit later on, uh, it's a matter of actually I- investing in others and and helping yes, others, yes. serving others. Yeah. Uh, and and so we have this this whole different perspective, which is that instead of get 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 mm-hmm. me me me, it, we actually f- and, and 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 even though we get may get, 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 and me, 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 we find that that actually doesn't bring true happiness. Yes. So the, 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 the message of consumerism, materialism, is this big lie yeah. that things do not equal happiness. Rather, true happiness comes from knowing God and uh, following him and serving Serving others, giving, giving yeah, yeah. Is, is, is really and, the And we, we have to say here, Joseph, that um, the trap 
yes. uh, is not only for rich people to no. say so. You know, it's equally for rich and poor depends of your attitude and your position on this. Exactly right. It is. It is all comes down to the attitude, and that's why this is so relevant to everyone that's listening, Nick. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much we have. It's it's what our attitude is towards it. Uh, you know, th- there are. There are seven philosophies of uh, what we could call uh, materialism, this, this yep. whole issue we're talking about, yeah, yeah. or um, Ken Long. In the book that we're, we're offering, offer, offering to our listeners, uh, Nick, and uh, perhaps you can just let them know again how to get this book, yep. it's called The Giving Equation by Ken Long. Yes, uh, this free offer for uh, for this week you can ring uh, my number if you want to have this book delivered in Adelaide uh, to your door. It's 0401-305-077. Or you can visit uh, our website on faithfm.com.au. Write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. And this book will be delivered to you free of charge. No obligation. Put your hands on this. Yeah, great book, Nick, because, um, yeah, written by Ken Long, a highly experienced business consultant, mm-hmm. um, qualifications in law and commerce. Um, he promotes a real idea here of uh, or what it under- means to understand um, God and, and giving and um, and how we should live with uh, regarding money. But, but he talks here uh, in this book, and this is interesting, Nick, about these seven philosophies of the me economy. That, that means that, that's materialism. Mm-hmm. And, and there's seven philosophies. Um, these are, and this is what the seven are. Number one is the freedom of independence. I need to be financially secure, and wealth gives me security and independence. That's so true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is that that that's so. That's philosophy number one of the me economy. Philosophy number two is accumulate. The more I have, the better off I'll be. I can never have enough, so I'd better get more. Uh, philosophy number three: keeping up with the Joneses. Yes, I need to have more, better, or newer things than my friends. Number four is me first. I can't afford to give. I have to maintain my standard of living. Uh, number five, uh, covetousness and greed. Mm-hmm. That is, he who has the most toy wins is the idea with behind that philosophy. Uh, philosophy number six of materialism, and w- which is this me economy, philosophy number six is immediacy. I need it now. So I'll just, therefore, I'll just put it on my credit card and pay later. No delayed gratification. How true is that one in the, this day and age? And the seventh and the last that the uh, philosophy of the me economy that Ken Long mentions here in his book is this one: I'm the owner, I'm in charge. Uh, the idea here is that all the things I have, I have purchased with my own money, so I can do with them whatever whatever I want. All right, that's a very important thing, uh, Joseph. And uh, uh, saying that, um, so what does God want us to learn about uh, materialism? Because this is important yeah. to, to, again, find ourselves a good foundation in the Word of God. Yeah. Um, there is a story that Jesus told, Nick, that best sums up his warning about materialism. Mm-hmm. It's a story that's found in the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 12, and I'm going to read from verse 13 to, to get the full context here. Luke chapter 12, verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, 
Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Jesus then told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat. Drink and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And then verse 21, Jesus finishes this by saying this, This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. If Jesus told this story today, Nick, he would have described a successful businessman mm-hmm. who, had a, who had just a very average marriage but, and had no time for his kids. Jesus would have referred to a, like a, a, a wealthy businessman. But one day, this businessman suffers a heart attack. He lands in hospital and sadly he passes away just before his family gets to see him. That Jesus actually gives a warning uh, here, even uh, yeah, mm. even before he tells us. Well, yeah, before he tells a story in verse fifteen, yeah, Jesus Jesus gives a warning, uh, and and it's this, Luke chapter twelve verse fifteen. He says, "Watch out." Uh, in fact, uh, it, it, it's a strong uh, it's a strong command here, mm-hmm. Nick. Uh, and in the original, it's not, not not even just to watch out, but but he's actually uh, getting at the idea of um, uh, you know, take take some really strong action to to, to beware intentional intentional, intentional. yeah mm. uh, guard yourself mm-hmm. watch out be be on guard of what when he goes on he says be on your guard against all kinds of greed and then he makes this. Very significant point. And here's, here it is in a nutshell, the danger and, and Bible teaching against materialism. Life does not consist in, a, in an abundance of possessions. Mm. Again, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And then Jesus goes on and tells this, this story about this rich fool and his barns yes as 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 he so often has done jesus uh, makes a statement make you know, makes his teaching and this warning and then uh tells a parable uh to drive the point home um a parable is is a story uh, is a story with 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 a spiritual lesson in this story the farmer Sees that he's had a bumper harvest, mm, mm. so he asks himself, "Well, what should I do? My silos just aren't big enough." So he comes up with with a storage solution. 
I know what I'll do. He says, I'll demolish my barns and build bigger ones. Then I can store all my grain in there and uh, have plenty to, to live off. I can sit back, relax, and enjoy life. But God says to him, you fool, this very night your life will be taken from you. Then who will get what you, what you have prepared? Mm. And then, then comes the, um, the punchline. Jesus gives the punchline, uh, which is in, here in verse 21. This is how it'll be, he says, with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. The rich man in this parable is called a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. It's called yeah. a fool. There are a number of reasons for this, Nick. Uh, a number of reasons. And the Bible can be in strong in language, you know, when yep. uh, you need to really uh, can draw a point, you know. Uh, and you That's wonder right. sometimes why even, you know, Jesus or uh, through the these ex- this examples will uh, call somebody a fool. Uh, because you need to wake up, actually. You need to understand where you are. Yes. If you're too just uh, patting, you know, too smoothly on the shoulder, you know, just uh, uh, you can easily go to to perdition. Yeah. yeah. And I just before the, you moving on, Joseph, I was just thinking um, uh, just a while ago that you know, little, little mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can mean much more if you really have a life of purpose. Yeah. If you understand why we are here and where we are going. I yeah. think it can mean much more, uh, even little. Because when you have abundance, as you just said, we, which we're not talking against, uh, no. you know, but when you have that, you forget about many important things in life. Yeah, that's it. That's very, very true. Mm. Yeah, very, very true. And, uh, yeah, um, Jesus, Jesus here is, yeah, it's interesting. Jesus actually spoke a lot about, um, well, Materialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've just looked at uh, just a, f- a few places, um, and and there are there are others uh, that he that he spoke about. He, he used a number of stories that related that that, that were re- related to money. Yes. Um, talents, uh, wealth. Yes. Uh, it's it's even been said that Jesus uh, spoke more about things like money than he did about. Topics of heaven and and hell, you know, and mm-hmm. so uh, the reason being is because, as he put in another statement, uh, and this is such a truism, where our treasure is, that's where our heart will be also. Yeah, yeah. and Joseph also uh, quickly here, uh, particularly in this time we live in, where uh, for you know in the whole world there is that concern of financial collapse mm. and all those things, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and yes. treasure, you know, and all, um, you know, yeah, Jesus spoke about those things, you know, uh, not to accumulate uh, and uh, store those treasures on this earth, you know, and even gold. You see, do you know that right now, a lot of people are talking about, oh, storing gold, you know, uh, uh, convert all the things in gold because, you know, I don't know what happens. And just quickly, I'll tell you a little story here. I'm not sure if you heard about the story, but it says that, uh, Somebody, you know, just um, de- kind of try to to make a bargain with God and says, look, I need to take something from here. You cannot take anything, God said, you know, you as you are, you cannot take anything. Please, God, just, you know, I want some of my wealth. And in the end, I said, OK, only one luggage, one luggage. And he thought he's smart. He went and he converted all his wealth. He was a very rich man in gold and he 
packed all the the blocks of gold there, you know, in the in the suitcase, and he went to to heaven. And then when he was going to get there, the angel said, "What do you got here? You know, you cannot enter with this one." He said, "No, no, I've got a, a mission here." And uh, he checked out and said, "Yeah, that, that's true." And uh, he led him in. The angel was curious and said, "What do you have in that luggage?" You know, and he opened it up and it was full of bricks of gold. And the angel looked at him and said. I just wonder why did you brought here paving bricks? <laughs> Because in heaven, you know, yes. everything tells, the Bible tells us that the, the, the streets the of the streets new, are full of gold. The New Jerusalem, yeah, streets of gold. Yeah, we'll be walk, walking all over it. You yeah. see, that little story can tell uh, right. yeah, a lot. Yeah, a well, lot. The, the things that we think are valuable um, in the sight of eternity really are, are nothing. Yeah, thing, thing, things themselves. Um, are not not of the greatest value, Nick, and uh, that's that's why Jesus says, that's why Jesus says, life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Mm, mm. Consumerism, materialism, uh, has has pushed this message, and it, it's it's a lie that that we've all, in a sense, been infected a bit by. Mm. That things bring us happiness. Money gives us things. Things will therefore bring us happiness, and um, and 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 so that's that's what we're all in danger of, Nick. We're, we're all in danger of it, and so Jesus tells us that life is more than that. Yes. And uh, during this week, we're going to unpack that a little bit more. Yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, today, we're particularly noticing here the the danger of of, of consumerism and materialism and and the effect. And he tells it, uh, illustrates it here in this story of this. Uh, this 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 rich farmer who had so much, but no matter how much he had, it meant nothing to him when he when he when he when he dies. Yes, when he dies. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so Jesus says to him, "You fool!" He's called a fool. Now we were looking at the um, number of reasons why he's called a fool. Nick, um, let me let me share that, that that this man, this rich fool in this story, he made three dangerous. Mistakes. Mm. Three dangerous mistakes. Number one, the first mistake is that he he mistook man for God. Mm. Yeah, he ruled God out of his life. Uh, he lived as if there was there was no God, uh, and so he, he lived with the impression that the only important things in life are those that you can touch and see and taste, and uh, and therefore he didn't see that there was any anyone greater than he. To whom he had to be aware of or accountable. Yeah, the mistake number one he made is that he um, uh, that he mistook God. Sorry, he mistook man, man for God, mm. um, and uh, that that's a danger that we think that we are it. Uh, danger number one. We are little gods. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, not accountable to, to God. And yeah. uh, uh, one of the greatest things that we need to actually understand is is this whole idea. Um, That we aren't God, but there is a God, and uh, and not only that, but He's the owner of everything. He, he's given things to us. He's entrusted it to us, and we are to be accountable to Him. Yeah. Um, the second mistake that this rich fool made is that he mistook his body for his soul. He lived as though he had full command over his body, mm-hmm. um, as though all these things were to, his to use for eternity. And that's why Jesus pointed out that where your treasure is, there your heart is also. 
the, the, the farmer in this story had plenty of treasure laid up on earth, but not a penny deposited in his heavenly bank yes. account. Yes. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, there's a danger there. Uh, we need to be aware. Too many times the possession of material things only brings a heartache. Um, and uh, we need to, need, need to be aware of it. The third reason he was a fool is because he, he made one final mistake, and that is he mistook time for eternity. Wow. He made the mistake of believing he was going to live forever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we need In to In that realize. night, you know, that, that soul is exactly right. a full man, you know. Your, your soul will be taken, taken away. from you. Yeah. Yep. Joseph, our time is uh, almost up. Yeah. Uh, it's going so, uh, so fast today. And I know this topic, which we approach for the whole week, is going to make uh, a lot of relevance to, to many people. Would you be able, Joseph, just to summarize in a few words? Uh, sure. um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a short prayer uh, also to, to close with. So, in summary, what we discovered, that, yes, the Bible does speak quite clearly about materialism. And um, in summary, there, there are four things I want to I leave mm. with us. Number one, what we l- need to learn from the Bible is this. People are more important than possessions. Amen for that. Yeah. Number two, this life and things, materials, do not last forever. Uh, number three, uh, wealth and materials and possessions are not our own. And number four, true wealth comes from investing, investing in others. Why don't we just pause for a moment and pray together? Let's do that. Dear God, help us, Lord, to be aware of the allure and the entrapment, thinking that things will bring us happiness. We are all prone to it, no matter who we are, no matter how much we have. It's a, it's a trap. It's a lie. Mm. And uh, in your word, you tell us. And instruct us to, to, to store our treasure, not here in the, in the here and now and the things on this earth, but in heaven, in eternity. Help us to do that by, by connecting with you, putting our, uh, putting our faith and belief and trust in you, following you, and also by investing in other people where we can make a real difference for eternity. Please bless every person that's tuned in and uh, help us to beware of this pull of materialism on our lives is my prayer for us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Joseph. Hey, our time is up, Joseph, for today. And uh, thank you for tuning in with us um, uh, today. Uh, thank you for joining Nick Rita and Joseph Matichik on uh, Drive Time Big Q&A. And please join us tomorrow when we ask, doesn't Christianity promise prosperity? I think that's a big uh, subject. Join uh, tomorrow um, uh, Gary and Eric. And if you like to have your question answered, please don't hesitate to contact us or via those means, uh, which I um, already announced. Uh, visit our website, faithfm.com.au or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. Really looking forward to see you again. Uh, but until then, may God richly bless you. And I'm going to leave you with a song today. What will you do for Jesus by Harmony Quartet.
but that he laid down his life for a friend. And then you call me friend and lay down your life. I don't know if I understand love enough to die for a friend, but Lord, help me to love enough to lay my life on the line for you as I live. Help me to take risks, reach out my hand, open up my heart for those in my life, for love of you. Give me greater love.